Listener Production. Shares. Market. The S&P. The ISX. Stocks. Motley Fool Money. Stock of the Week. G'day, fools, and welcome to Motley Fool Stock of the Week. I'm Scott Phillips, the Motley Fool's Chief Investment Officer, and welcome to our YouTube series and podcast episode, yep, two for the price of one, where we cover one of the companies that we have recommended to our members. Now, before I introduce today's guest, I will do the usual boilerplate. Again, as I always say, boilerplate, but important. First thing, this is a buy recommendation right now. We're recording this on the 23rd of November. It'll go to air on the 24th. And thereafter, well, circumstances change sometimes. Sometimes they mean we change our recommendation. Sometimes they don't. So just remember, if you're watching this meaningfully after the middle of November 2021, our views may have changed. Secondly, we're long-term investors. We're not telling you what's going to happen this time next week or next month or even next year. We're looking out three to five years, preferably over five years, and looking for long-term market beaters. So if the shares are up in three months, we're not going to do victory laps. If they're down in three months, we're also not going to cop blame for that one. We're looking out five years and more, trying to find the big winners of tomorrow. And lastly, we can only give you general financial advice, not personal financial advice. So I will say we think the company's a buy. I'll tell you what that company is in a second. We'll say it's a, we think it's a buy. You need to decide if it's right for your circumstances. Right, that's out of the way. Let's get on to the good part, which is where I introduce Motley Fool Analyst and all round good guy, Andrew Leggett. G'day, mate. How are you? Hey, Scott. Doing pretty well. Excellent. Glad to hear it. Now, mate, we've got that, uh, all that stuff out of the way. You got to sit off screen while I was doing it, which is always good. And if you're listening to the podcast, well, you didn't hear him either way. But you're back. You're here because you're going to tell us about, I was going to say a little company. It's kind of a much bigger company these days, a really, really impressive business, at least based on its track record thus far. The business some people will have heard of, some won't, is called Nanosonics. The device they sell is called the Trophon, which even few people have heard of, except it's a really, really popular device right around the world. I'm not going to do more than that. I'm going to hand over to you, mate, to tell us exactly what Nanosonics is, what it does, and what on earth is a Trophon. So Nanosonics is pioneering something, you know, something that you could call high-level disinfection. Now, doesn't sound sexy. It's not. Uh, it's going to sound <laughs> no, even less know. sexy when I when I kind of get it, get into it a bit more. But uh, it's a big deal because when you're in hospital, for example, there's a lot of sensitive procedures and things like that that can take place. And there's a, a an issue that's called you know hospital acquired infections. So mm. so you go to hospital. And due to whatever reason, you get an in, some form of infection. And in many cases, they can be life-threatening. So more and more, and this is still very much a work in progress, a lot of the various health bodies and hospitals around the world are starting to focus more on how can they introduce new ways to ensure that all the procedures that get done is in the most sterile, cleanest mm possible environment um, and so that you can actually reduce those hospital-acquired infections because there's nothing worse than going to hospital or already and getting something done only to then, because you were, were in hospital, to have a problem. So Nanosonics is one of the companies that's right at the height of you know this movement towards high-level disinfection. And you said it, they have a device called the Trophon, um, also have one called the Trophon 2. Um, because obviously they're very imaginative people. Um, <laughs> what that does is it's basically an all-in-one cleaning device for ultrasound probes. Mm-hmm. So 
you get that ultrasound probe, you put it in this machine, it cleans it and makes sure that it's, you know, I think completely clear of, you know, as much kind of bacteria and all that nasty stuff as possible so that when they use it, it's sterile and reduces the risk of you getting any form of infection. And, uh, you know, I, I don't remember the, the, all the, all the kind of various things, but it's, it is an extremely inf- effective device at, at doing so. They, so that's essentially what Nanosonics does. Nice. Thank you, mate. Now, it's important, right, because as you say, uh, it's only the old joke about, you know, people don't want to go to nursing homes because that's where the old people are. Uh, people don't go to a hospital because that's where the sick people are. And if you're having, a, if you're having a, an operation, either voluntary or otherwise, um, you're going to have your immune system probably depressed. You're in a place where other people are already sick. It's a natural hotbed despite the best efforts of hospitals to keep those things away for, for cross-infection, as you mentioned. Um, interesting, too, that the nano part is the nanoparticles, right? So the device that Nanosonic sells is one part device, or they sell the device, obviously, a a machine, for want of a better term, and they also sell the liquids or the consumables that go into that machine. It's actually a disinfectant solution. Nanoparticles, which are, I didn't do science, but I'm going to say really, really, really small particles, uh, get sprayed onto that probe and and disinfected in the process. It's, you know, there have been disinfection procedures, protocols, uh, solutions used in the past, Often you put it in another type of machine and the disinfectant was normally pretty good. But the Trophon machine systematizes uh, basically, you know, it, it's it's a stable, uh, ongoing, repeatable process that has the highest level, I believe, of automated disinfection in the world. In fact, I think the Trophon machine is actually standard of care in at least one or two different European countries and is used in places like the Johns Hopkins um, Medical Centers in the US as well. So this is not just a, uh, you know, a small, hopeful uh, business that's looking to do something new, it's actually pretty well ingrained, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Australia has a great reputation of, you know, innovative, you know, medical technology companies. You know, your cochleas and CSLs are other examples of that. And Nanosonics also deserves to be, you know, whilst maybe in a much smaller market than those other businesses, uh, they they deserve to be, you know, mentioned alongside those companies because they've really created what is the gold standard in that field at the moment. Mm. I'll get into the investment case in a minute. I'll ask you to get into the investment case in a minute. But while we're here, just talking about the actual uh, last 12 months or 18 months of Nanosonics' life, SARS have been a little bit harder to come by than normal. People might think on the surface, well, hang on, how is that possible, right? Disinfection is everything in, in, in the COVID world. Why are we not having, you know, sales go through the roof? Turns out the hospitals around the world have been a little bit busy with some other stuff other than buying new hardware and, and uh, new new systems for, for running the disinfection processes for those ultrasound probes. So on one hand, you'd say, well, COVID should be good for business. I imagine it actually might be in the long term because it's going to really, really hype up, increase the focus on disinfection. But in the short term, it's hurt their sales, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we've seen that in Australia with, you know, health bodies putting a halt to a lot of a lot of uh, non-COVID related procedures, you know, and like you said, hospitals have been busy. You know, you've got, you know, you've probably got all these COVID related things to look after in the middle of a, mm. a pandemic. The last thing you probably want to do is speak to a salesperson, you know, offering you an ultrasound, dis- ultrasound disinfectant machine, you know, so yeah, exactly. that's, that's just natural. But, but like you said, I, I do expect that, even the COVID pandemic will help, you know, in the long term because it did place a lot of focus on sterilization, on making sure environments are clean. You know, you know, we we 
we've been doing that ourselves during the pandemic with mask wearing and social distancing. You know, it's we've been all living this life where we have been trying to reduce the chances of catching any type of virus or right, right. or so, so it looking forward it's okay, well that focus is there. It's increasingly likely that that's also going to find its way into other areas of the medical world because you know it is a sensitive and important area. Nicely put, mate. Let's let's move on from the company. Then we've done a little bit about that, the operation, uh, the business itself, the area it's in, what it does. Let's go to the investment case because a great business can be a terrible investment. A well, terrible invest- businesses are rather great investments, but you know, it doesn't necessarily follow that a good business is a good investment. Let's get to that specifically. Do about Nanosonics as a company? Lay out the investment case for us and why we think it's a buy currently. Well, the first thing I'll talk about is is the, is its business model, and you've already mentioned that it kind of has two elements of its Trophon system. You've got the device, and then you've got these kind of consumables. This disin- we'll call it disinfectant liquid, you know, to you know to make it similar because mentioning nanoparticles and stuff like that can just get a bit. <laughs> makes kind me of, sound smart, mate. Makes me sound smart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll call it disinfectant liquid. Um, there you go. Yeah. It's using a business model that we typically, you know, we call it the razor and blade model because mm. it's something that, you know, Gillette made really, really famous where you sell, you know, one thing, you know, the, the initial device. And if you've ever bought a printer and printer cartridges you, you, <laughs> or, you know, a PlayStation and then PlayStation games, you've fallen victim to, you know, this type of model. It's a very, very popular and lucrative one. So you sell the initial device at, you know, kind of even at a loss in some situations, um, you, know, you sell that device really cheap. And then once that device is installed and part of that process, that process then you you kind of open up the, the, the rivers of gold, which is these consumable devices which have extremely high margins and, uh, mm. you know, going to be linked to volume. So, you know, you can't, you know, for... You can only buy so many of the of the equipment, you know, of the devices, and you might be able to say, you know, because of the amount of devices, you'll have X amount of procedures you can do per day, mm. but you don't have to change out the devices. You do have to change out the liquids. So the, every time you do a procedure that requires the usage of a Trophon device, you're paying for a, a consumable thing of liquid that has, like I said, really high margins and then the more you do, the more you have to buy these consumables. And that just keeps ticking like, you know, and Nanosonic's just like, sure, we'll keep selling you more, we'll keep selling you more because that's where they make their money. Uh, there's a few different, you know, things with different models in different locations, but essentially that is the crux of it. They're, they're building their installed base and currently I think there's around 26,000 machines installed around the world. They think there's potential opportunity for around, uh, over a hundred thousand machines. So, like I said, we're, you know, if assuming those figures are correct, and you know, we're still at the early days here. You get those machines in place, and then it's just a matter of firing through, like you know, more and more procedures, which is just going to keep you know these high margin consumables. So that's the kind of secret sauce in the Nanosonics business model. And over time, as it grows, that can be an extremely lucrative one in itself. That's why. You know, we can mention other other names like Gillette, these other really successful businesses 
that have used this same same business model. Mm. So, and then, like I said, you know, we're only kind of at as a small element of the t- total potential market you know, at the moment. Like I've had a look; it's not easy to find competitors to what Nanosonics does. And also the ones that you do find are not as complete a solution as what Nanosonics does. So Nanosonics, as I said before, is the gold standard. So when, if and when these markets continue to go down this path of wanting to make sure that they have, you know, high-level disinfection in their health clinics, Nanosonics is going to more often than not be the choice that they make because they've proven that they do a good job other places use it. It's it's a common, you know, increasingly health providers are becoming used to it and therefore it potentially could end up owning this entire market. Um, you know, it's not always going to happen. Like, you know, Cochlear, for example, has a very strong position in you know, bionic ears, but it's not the only one. But you could probably, you know, it's a, it's a reasonable kind of, comparison between cochlear and nanosonics so that's a really powerful thing and like this is a long-term story so you know when i'm talking about this it's you know five ten years out uh it's also increasingly starting to try and introduce new products it's introduced an app recently which you know is meant to help kind of make the workflow process and, and standardize you know the disinfection methods to make sure everyone is doing things in the best possible way. Uh, you know, I've been looking into other areas such as, you know, reusable endoscopes and things like this. So they're also what has always been a one product company is now starting or at least hoping to become, you know, more. And then that will, you know, they already have a brand in high level disinfection and they're looking at other areas in that. So, you know, I'm optimistic that that they that when the right opportunity presents itself, they will be able to turn that into a into a business in itself. So you've got this powerful business model in a growing and increasingly important market, and they're also trying to expand that uh, addressable market through you know off and also um, reducing the level of churn or you know the chances that customers will stop using its product by introducing new services uh, and new products. Um, and they've just, you know, a year or so ago, they released a Trophon 2. So I mentioned those 20,000 installed machines at the moment. At some point, they're going to reach the end of its life and then they're going to get a, Nanosonic should get a whole new kind of stream of device sales because of upgrades into that machine. So there's a few things working for it. And I said, you know, they've had some issues over the last year of COVID, but I think the long-term kind of potential for this business is is pretty big. Nice. I tend to agree with you, mate. It's a, it's a, it's a really impressive business that um, continues to go from strength to strength, as you say. Once you become the standard of care, particularly in medical devices or medical technology generally, it takes a bit to knock you off that perch, right? But if you're doing it better than anybody else, then someone else has got to prove they're better than you. We know how long those lead times can be. Not insurmountable, and as you say, not necessarily the only option available in this space, but certainly one with a good track record, good momentum, a widely accepted kind of product and, and technology, and, and frankly, a high level of efficacy, which is really, really important in this space. That being said, 
we need to talk about the risks of any investment because there are risks with every single investment, no matter which what the company, no matter what the price, you've always got to be mindful of what could go wrong. Before we do that, I'm going to jump in and do my usual ad. If you want to follow Andrew Leggett on Twitter, you should. And following Andrew Leggett is simply as easy as following Andrew Leggett or at Andrew Leggett, most specifically. Jump on Twitter, follow at Andrew Leggett. If you want to follow myself and or The Motley Fool, you can do it on Twitter and Insta. The handles are the same, at TMFScottP or at The Motley Fool AU. I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash scottphillipsmoney and you can get The Motley Fool's account at facebook.com slash The Motley Fool Australia. Make sure you put the Australia bit on the end, otherwise you'll end up with our sister company in the US, which is fine. You just won't hear a lot about Australian listed companies there. Um, Also too, don't forget, if you are watching this on YouTube, thank you for doing so. Don't forget to hit the notification bell and subscribe to the channel to make sure you get all the good stuff when it comes out. If you're listening to this on podcast, thank you for doing that. Uh, Please check out the YouTube channel. If you're on YouTube, check out the podcast. We have a couple, Motley Fool Money, where this episode is hosted, and The Good Oil with Scott Phillips, our other podcast, which is doing some really interesting guests. I'm I'm very lucky, man. I get to just talk to interesting people, let them talk and try and stay out of the way. I don't always succeed, but uh, really good chats with some really fantastic people. Uh, The Motley Fool Money podcast is great as well. Motley Fool Money. For more, subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. Let's move on now to the nanosocks risks. Let's do the other side of that coin. We don't think it's an even coin or fair coin, by the way. It's a buy recommendation. We actually think this is worth buying despite those risks, but you should know what they are. So, mate, hit us with the risks of investing in nanosonics today. Yeah, so the first one I'll mention is, uh, you know, there's a lot of customer concentration, a lot of them, you know, a lot of its customers are very centralized. You lose one of those customers, you lose, you know, it it, it, it whacks your income statement pretty hard. Uh, I I did mention that, um, you know, it's largely for the most part been a one product company. It is starting to try and diversify, but it's still early days and it has taken them a long time to even kind of get to where they are now regarding potential second products. But, Again, um, you know, there's no guarantee that they are a successful business. They've shown that they can, you know, build successful products, but we don't know what these new ones are going to do, how lucrative they're going to be, um, and when you've got a company where there's a lot of a lot of the future baked into its share price, anything that kind of you know means that that future may not be as bright or as big as what the what the market expects, you know, that's going to lead to some issues. Uh, it's also been a very financially lumpy business. So if you're someone that likes to see consistent kind of, even if its revenue is consistently going up, if you're someone that likes to see net profits kind of consistently going up with it, um, you're going to have some issues with Nanosonics. It's been, you know, it'll lose money some years. It'll make money some years. It'll make more money one year and then less money the year after. You know, it's investing a lot into R&D. It's doing all sorts of things. Um, and that can make it a bit hard to, you know, get a gauge on what its real earning power can be. You know, same goes for cash flow, which is obviously the, uh, you know, the blood of any real bi- of any business. Uh, you know, some years, some years they're generating free cash flow, some years they're not. Um, it, it's it's always going to be a lumpy ride. Um, and when you know we're long term investors, but a lot of other investors are not so patient that can lead to volatility in prices as well. Uh, you know, and then we'll just talk about, you know, you know, the big risk would be, you know, let's just say the FDA in America where most of the Trofund, you know, Nanosonics Trofund devices are, are located at the moment. Let's just say the FDA decides, hey, 
we don't like this Nanosonics device. So we're not going to, you know, allow it for use anymore. Like that's a big risk. It's unlikely, but, you know, always we're living in a pandemic at the moment. So sometimes thinking about, you know, really, really big risks, sometimes, you know, it's worth doing. Um, so, yeah, so those are the basic risks of uh, that I see in investment in Nanosonics. Very good, mate. I like it a lot. I should ask, before you summarise, do you own shares in Nanosonics? I don't know. I wanted to, but I never quite got the money uh, in time, and then I found some other opportunities, but I really do like the business. Nice one. No, I don't either. Just just for full disclosure, we try and ask that at the end of each episode, but we're not quite at the end yet because I have my patented, well, not quite, elevator pitch, the first floor to the 31st floor, as I like to say. Mate, wrap it up. You've given us a great summary of the company and the positives. You've told us about the risk we should confront, but why should our listeners and viewers consider buying shares in Nanosonics when the market opens tomorrow morning? Okay, so Nanosonics is leading the way in a very important area, which is high-level disinfection. We've seen during this pandemic how much you know it it pays to you know, protect yourself and in the healthcare sector your patients from any you know particles or viruses that may be that may be lurking around um, and. The Trophon devices literally can and do save lives because they do cut down on that level of high-level disinfection. They are the gold standard, like I said. There's not a lot of competition, and I expect there to be even more demand in the future than what there is right now for its products. And because of its very lucrative business model, I think they should turn that growth into a, a really strong business. Very nice. Andrew Leggett, thank you for sharing your thoughts on our recommendation of Nanosonics. The company code, of course, is NAN on the ASX. If you're following along at home, you want to have more of a look. As I said, don't just rush out and buy it tomorrow morning. Have a think. Have a think about what Andrew said, what I've said. Have a think about your own personal circumstances and then decide if it's right for you. But as I said, it's a buy recommendation of ours, which means that The Motley Fool, we expect it to beat the market over the long term. So the market result is great. If you can beat it, that's what we're trying to do. So far, by the way, pretty good track record. Nanosonics is one such company we think will be a market beater over the long term. Andrew, thank you for your time and viewers and listeners. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us as we discussed Nanosonics. On behalf of Andrew, myself and the whole Motley Fool team, until next time, full on. The Motley Fool and people appearing in this program may have positions in the companies mentioned. General advice only. Please speak to your financial professional to understand how it may pertain to your situation. Subscribe to the free newsletter at fool.com.au forward slash listener. The Motley Fool operates under Financial Services Licence 400691. Listener.